SCP-3229 A Blessed Sea Object Class Euclid Special Containment Procedures The entrance to SCP-3229 must be monitored by a Foundation naval contingent to prevent any unauthorized access. The Foundation nuclear submarine, SCPF Johansson, must remain stationed at the entrance to SCP-3229. In the event of a containment breach, Protocol Alert 27 is to be initiated immediately. Vessels assigned to the Area 55 Containment Force are to report to Site Director U and assigned to assist in both exploration and security efforts when necessary. Submersibles assigned to exploration efforts are to report to Mobile Task Force Gamma 6 Command. All submersible exploration efforts are to maintain safe distance of 10 kilometers from any submerged SCP-3229-A settlement. All submersible expedition commanders must have full knowledge of Protocol Alert 27. Area 55 is the epicenter of a stable perimeter around the westernmost island in the SCP-3229 archipelago, with efforts being taken to expand operations towards the Temple Island, northeast of Area 55. Mobile Task Force IOTA-13 and Mobile Task Force Beta-44 are to aid with the expansion of the Foundation-held perimeter. If direct confrontation cannot be avoided, personnel are permitted to utilize lethal force against SCP-3229-A entities. Due to the durability of SCP-3229-A instances, small arms fire must be used in overlapping fields of fire. Hollow point rounds are recommended for engagement if small arms are to be used. Sample entities of SCP-3229-B are to be contained in a 5-meter by 5-meter containment tank of reinforced glass. No contact is to be made with any SCP-3229-B entity unless cleared by Dr. Asiago. Any experimentation with SCP-3229-B organisms must be undertaken in sealed protective gear. Any personnel victim to implantation by SCP-3229-B are to be terminated immediately. Mobile Task Force Gamma-6, Deep Feeders, is to continue investigation into the exact nature of scp 3229 and account for any further hostile presence within SCP-3229. All findings containing information relevant to scp 3229 are to be reported to Site Director U. Any encountered SCP-3229-0 entity must not be engaged unless containment is at risk of being compromised. Description SCP-3229 is a spatial anomaly located within a cave system redacted kilometers from the southwest coast of Svalbard. The cave itself is situated on an islet approximately 18 square meters. Within these caves is an archipelago of 312 islands of varying size, situated within an area of approximately redacted square kilometers. This space is not reachable by any means other than the cave entrance, and as such appears to be separate from this plane of reality. The archipelago within SCP-3229 appears to have been inhabited by a pre-industrial civilization which has spread across the entirety of SCP-3229. The majority of islands inside SCP-3229 are covered in buildings of non-Euclidean architecture. These buildings are largely constructed of limestone and an unknown coral-like substance. Luminescent crystals provide lighting, universally tinged in a pale green-yellow.
Numerous glyphs are carved across the limestone portions of every building discovered in SCP-3229 thus far. These glyphs have no known anomalous properties and have been partially translated. The structures present within the archipelago range in size and complexity, with the most complex structures present on the larger islands within SCP-3229. The two most expansive islands within the archipelago are home to a palace structure and a primary temple respectively. The temple structure is currently unexplored by Foundation personnel, while the palace has been entered and multiple items of interest recovered. See Addenda. The palace island is lightly inhabited, and evidence suggests that the occupants have migrated to a settlement beneath the ocean. Exploration attempts by Mobile Task Force Gamma-6 have since confirmed this hypothesis. Further investigation has revealed that SCP-3229-0 is responsible for the creation of these submerged settlements by Redacted. The Temple Island, however, has been observed to maintain a consistent presence of SCP-3229-A entities, which have been observed to grow in numbers at times relating to the lunar cycle. It is unknown how SCP-3229-A instances maintain awareness of the lunar cycle, it is hypothesized that the SCP-3229-A presence on the Temple Island is directly related to SCP-3229-0, which according to recovered antiquity, is to receive communion with the priesthood at the height of the lunar cycle. The stories on the larger island vary in size, with the majority being approximately 6.6 .6 meters in height, two stories. The largest structure known to the foundation, the primary temple, is 55 meters, 16.6 stories in height. The majority of the smaller islands surveyed by foundation teams bear minimal signs of life. Inhabited villages containing small numbers of SCP-3229-A entities are common. Observation has determined that the inhabitants of these villages spend a large majority of their time underwater as opposed to dwelling inside their constructed houses. The SCP-3229-A instances inhabiting the smaller islands do not migrate to the larger submerged settlements, but are instead found within reefs and similar natural formations close to the coast. It is probable some form of social hierarchy exists among SCP-3229-A instances, which prevents access to the larger submerged settlements. Log 3229-1E Initial Entry Date April 11th, Redacted. Forward. The following is an extract from a log written by Captain Redacted Daniels of the SCPF Emerson. This log details the initial entry of SCP-3229 and the exploration of what is now Area 55. Everyone in the crew noticed a shift as soon as we entered the cave. For one, it got a hell of a lot less cold. It was like stepping inside a house from a blizzard outside. That kind of contrast. I don't like it. Made my second feel uneasy too. The roof of the cave seemed to jut upwards suddenly, and the back of the cave opened up. We entered the inside of the caves through a river of some sort. It was wide enough for the ship. It led out through the first island and into the wider space. Further out looked like a full-sized ocean. Mickey said he could see at least three other islands right away, and more of those lights in the distance. I made the call to stop where we were, set up an FOB. Somehow, we could still call back to command outside. The men were restless initially. We did a quick survey of the island and found nothing. Ruins mostly, 
all limestone and those carvings. Nothing hostile on the surface while we secured a perimeter. Some of the men swore that something was watching them from the water, though. Nobody wanted to go too close. We tried testing the coastline, and the plunge step seems to drop right off. It's as if the islands are on stilts. We pulled back from the edge of the island when one of the men went missing. Baron swears that she saw something jump out of the water and drag him down. We've no other witnesses or incidents, but if I had to assume anything, it'd be this. We're being watched, probed even, with hostile intent. We were sleeping in shifts when the first of them tried to go for the camp. It was a dozen of them, humanoid, but definitely not human. They tore through most of the camp until we brought the heavier weapons to bear. We're not sure how many men we lost. One of the survivors told my second they tried to capture rather than kill. Saw them dragging people back under the water. I don't even want to consider what they want with the poor bastards. Strangest thing, one of the men below deck reported he could hear a rumbling. It was coming from the water, but it wasn't one of those things that attacked us. It sounded bigger. It sounded like great, booming laughter. SCP-3229 is currently inhabited by a number of aquatic and amphibious life forms unidentified prior to discovery, with the most common entity hostile to Foundation personnel being SCP-3229-A. SCP-3229-A are humanoid-amphibious hybrids that are the primary hostile inhabitants of SCP-3229. While some degree of variation exists between instances of SCP-3229-A, all entities exhibit a collection of common traits. Discolored blue-gray skin, coral-like growths, commonly found around the cranium and protruding from near the shoulder blades, large dorsal fins, glassy eyes, numerous SCP-3229-B instances visible moving beneath the skin. It is unknown if SCP-3229-A entities remain sentient after the implantation of SCP-3229-B. Recorded behavior suggests at least a rudimentary level of sapience, as SCP-3229-A entities are capable of ambush and limited strategy. SCP-3229-A entities appear to have some understanding of religious processes, evident by the behavior of SCP-3229-A entities on the Temple Island. Further investigation is required to determine the exact level of intelligence SCP-3229-A entities possess. SCP-3229-B is a parasitic lifeform which is responsible for the creation of SCP-3229-A entities. SCP-3229-B are worm-like organisms of varying length, commonly 2 to 4 inches in diameter. Instances of SCP-3229-B have a featureless exterior that is covered in a liquid produced from the skin of SCP-3229-B. This liquid is suspected to be a mutagen, although it is hypothesized to also act as a lubricant. The entities enter a host via any available orifice. The mouth, eyes, or anus are commonly utilized. But SCP-3229-B has also been noted entering through artificial orifices and victims such as gunshot wounds or injuries caused by SCP-3229-A. This form of implantation is less common, as SCP-3229-B gravitates towards an able-bodied host. The full process of SCP-3229-B implementation has been observed and documented. Experiment Log 3229-B-1-I Date 2-2-2022 
Redacted. Test Subject, D32311. Authorization, Site Director U. Experiment supervised by Dr. Esiago. Begin Log. Zero minutes. D32311 is introduced to testing chamber, restrained. Three minutes. SCP-3229-B organism is introduced to the testing chamber. D-32311 emits audible distress. 5 minutes. SCP-3229-B enters D-32311 via oral implementation, dislocating 32311's jaw in the process. Attempts at resistance by D-32311 are fruitless. 6 minutes. D-32311 hereby designated as host, begins violent spasms. X-ray indicates the SCP-3229-B organism is dividing to spread through the host's body. Initial divisions begin in the upper esophagus. 11 minutes. SCP-3229-B has finished its division process. Multiple organisms are situated around major organs and along muscle tissue. Host has lapsed into shock. 12 minutes. SCP-3229-B organism appears to pulsate. It is hypothesized this action is responsible for the dispersal of SCP-3229-B's mutagenic properties in a host. 15 minutes. Host resumes spasms. However, X-ray and audio feeds indicate the host is undergoing severe skeletal restructuring. Host remains conscious throughout the process. 21 minutes. Host's skin begins rapid discoloration. 25 minutes. Multiple growths appear on the host's cranium and around the face. 26 minutes. Growths have also appeared along the shoulder blades. No growth has currently breached the skin. 30 minutes. Protrusions breach the skin, revealing the coral-like substance present on SCP-3229-A instances. Host's skeletal structure has been largely distorted. 48 minutes. Host has finished skeletal restructuring. Dorsal fin is now visible, and lower limbs have become double-jointed. Hands of SCP-3229-A instances appear elongated, with digits 1.5 times the length of the original hosts. Skin is now taut, revealing altered skeletal structure and SCP-3229-B instances. SCP-3229-B instances have resumed passive movement throughout SCP-3229-A. 50 minutes. Host, now designated SCP-3229-A, becomes agitated and breaches restraints. 51 minutes. Security personnel enter testing chamber and attempt to subdue SCP-3229-A. 52 minutes. SCP-3229-A breaches containment showing marked increase in strength and durability. 58 minutes, SCP-3229-A instance is terminated by security personnel, after terminating multiple research staff, including Dr. Redacted. N-Log Notes It's still necessary we keep samples of 3229-B on site. If we can find out which part of their mutagen causes the host to gain that impressive level of strength, we could use it for our own means. Imagine, a soldier with the ability to rip apart Kevlar with their bare hands. You can't say we couldn't use that. Dr. Esiago 
SCP-3229-B organisms are opportunistic, but unable to infect a resisting host due to a lack of physical strength. As a result, implementation is often undertaken upon captured hosts by SCP-3229-A entities. SCP-3229-B implementation is treated in a ritualistic fashion by SCP-3229-A instances. This is hypothesized to be due to the relationship between SCP-3229-B and SCP-3229-O. SCP-3229-O is an unidentified aquatic organism of unknown size and origin. Recovered sources refer to it as a significant figure within the pantheon of the archipelago's original civilization. It is known to be responsible for the creation of SCP-3229-B and, by proxy, SCP-3229-A. Recovered sources also state that only one SCP-3229-O instance remains, with the rest of the pantheon now extinct. While no physical encounters with SCP-3229-O have been made, it is possible that an SCP-3229-O entity exists. Protocol Alert 27 has been established to contain or neutralize a possible hostile SCP-3229-O entity. Data redacted. Access to further information on SCP-3229-O, Protocol Alert 27, is limited to Level 4 personnel. Addendum 1. Recovered items. Multiple items of note have been recorded by Mobile Task Force Gamma-6 and Foundation forces responsible for expanding the secure perimeter. The total log is currently 312 retrieved items. For complete records, C-3229, TL-1, Retrieval. Slate 1, T. A limestone tablet on the original use of the island, now housing Area 55. The island was considered God-forsaken and a path towards heretical lands. Location recovered, Area 55. Sample 3229B-1. SCP-3229-B mutagen, stored in a clear glass vial. While evidence of the SCP-3229 civilization's capacity for glasswork, it also indicates some study was undertaken by the civilization prior to wide-scale implementation. Location recovered, Palatial Island. Slate 5, TMC. A series of 12 limestone columns inscribed. The columns are a record of the ruling family's attempt to stop implementation of SCP-3229-B. This attempt led to the ruling class being overthrown by a religious organization, which expanded implementation and led the civilization under the Blessed Sea to seek communion. Further translation pending. Location recovered. Redacted. Slate 2, TL. A limestone mural with artistic carvings. The mural appears to show initial contact with SCP-3229-0 by the 3229 civilization. This contact appears hostile, as multiple figures are shown spearing SCP-3229-0 from a vessel. All these figures are shown contorted on their vessel, while multiple large tentacles surround them. Location recovered. Palatial Island. Item 12, M. A small toy constructed of seaweed. It appears to be a figure of SCP-3229-B. Location recovered. Village redacted. Item 44, M. Item of pottery 
Images show initial discovery of SCP-3229-B by unknown party, who presents SCP-3229-B to a group of individuals. Final third of pottery shows family of three undergoing SCP-3229-B implementation. Location recovered. Village redacted. Item 3229-0-151. Redacted by order of Mobile Task Force Gamma-6 Command. Location recovered. Redacted. Slate 07S. A large mosaic constructed of limestone and redacted. The image shows the religious heads of SCP-3229 civilization now appearing as SCP-3229-A entities, guiding multiple figures underwater where a SCP-3229-O entity resides. Further images show worship of SCP-3229-O and multiple tentacles destroying a large landmass with unidentified structures. Scattered items of text detail a time of heretics, and salvation being achieved when Great Redacted swallows the land and brings all into the Blessed Sea. Location recovered. Redacted. Addendum 3229-2-1-DA As of October 17th redacted, Area 55 has been assaulted twice by large groups of SCP-3229-A entities. Further security resources are to be dispatched to Area 55 and made available to Mobile Task Force IOTA-13 and Mobile Task Force Beta-44. Due to the inefficient nature of current munitions against SCP-3229-A, gyrojet rounds are to be assigned to all Mobile Task Force units. The Area 55 Armory must replace all unnecessary small arms with high-caliber or explosive weaponry. Further expansion of the Area 55 perimeter is not to be attempted until sufficient reinforcements are acquired. Addendum 3229-0-25 As of May 7th, redacted, three surveyed islands to the southeast of Area 55 have been sunk. Included in these islands was Research Outpost 34. Preliminary reports indicate 97% of on-site staff were lost. Mobile Task Force Gamma-6 were the first to respond to the event, picking up five survivors. All surviving personnel were exposed to a cognito hazard and were unable to provide further insight into the event. Mobile Task Force Gamma-6 has requested additional resources to be allocated for Protocol Alert 27. Area 55 has in addition been provided with on-site nuclear warheads as required by the updated Protocol Alert 27. Further seismic activity of this magnitude is expected. Interview 3229-0 G6 Warning. The following file is level 4, 3229 classified. Any attempt to access this file without level 4, 3229 authorization will be logged and will lead to immediate disciplinary action. Date, Redacted. Interviewed, Agent Redacted Devereaux, Mobile Task Force Gamma 6. Interviewer, Redacted, Mobile Task Force Gamma 6 Command. Forward, on the initial encounter and threat assessment of SCP-3229-0. Begin log. G6 Command. Agent, for the record, please recount initial contact with SCP-3229-0. Devereaux. Yes, sir. We were on board the submersible when the entity made contact. 
we just, Agent, please name the submersible. It was the uh, SCPF Thurston. She was designed for stealth operations. Seemed like it worked fine for dodging the fishies. Sorry, sir. The dashes. Anyway, we were a long way out and really fucking deep. I can't remember the exact depth. We just passed several submerged ruins and we were translating and cataloging. Looked like one of the sediments above ground, but it'd been sunk somehow. What did you find in this submerged area? A lot of intel on the Dash O. Accounts on the Dash B's being used to turn people into fishies so they could be closer to their god. We also had info on the Dash O's influence. The fishies are worshippers, and from what we could glean from the text, they can receive commands. The whole place seemed like some sort of library with records on everything. We even got its name. Redacted. We were maybe a tenth of the way through when something hit the hole and we stopped. And this was the Dash O entity? No, it was a Dash A, but not your usual fishy. He had this weird robe on. We couldn't tell if it was clothing or part of his body. Molinero took three guys down into the airlock. They were ready to take the thing out. It just swam in, calm as anything. Didn't even seem to notice the guys. It was mumbling shit in its own language. We assumed it was the same as those glyphs. The same language, I mean. Nobody knew how to translate that shit. It's only ever been read, so the fact it was speaking to us just weirded everyone out. None of the crew had any idea what the Dash A was saying. I'm telling you, sir, the whole situation was just nuts. We didn't think those things could be passive. It kept mumbling and mumbling. Molinero was asking if they could lock it in as partial containment. Then, out of nowhere, it started getting agitated. Not hostile, but the chants were getting louder. It sounded like it was scared. And this was when the Dash O entity made contact, correct? Do we have permission to smoke in here, sir? Agent, please answer the question. Yeah, that's when the thing hit us. Whole sub rocked to the side. Molinero and the others got blown out of the airlock. Some kind of fucking tentacle grabbed them. I never got a good look, but you could tell the thing was big. It had the sub pinned, completely dead in the water. And it was at this point the Thurston attempted to engage. It had 400mm torpedoes. Two of them. They're designed to tear through warships. They hit the thing. It bled, but it didn't even seem to notice. Launched the 55-3s too. Just made the thing angry. I saw those munitions hit it. Blow open a part of it. The thing's body just morphed. Contorted. It repaired the damage and grew some new body part. That's when I got off the bridge. So, what was your next course of action? I was gearing up to try to lead the thing away from the divers, distract it maybe. Then, the bridge got hit. Must have been a cognito hazard or something because they all fucking lost it. People were already freaking out and the sub was being crushed. The bridge crew going nuts just made everything worse. They were broadcasting it over the intercom while the Dash O was squeezing the sub. But you had already seen the Dash O. How were you not affected? I have no idea, sir. Maybe I didn't see enough of it. Maybe it was just a fucking miracle. I don't know. What were the cognitohazardous effects of Dash O that you witnessed?
They were all fucking babbling, sir. It was just like the fishy we picked up. One of the lieutenants was clawing his eyes out, kept saying he could feel something slithering behind them. Fujimori was up there as well. Poor bastard had pretty high resistance, too. He was trained for these situations. He was trying to surface, to get away from the thing. He saved everyone on that boat. What was Captain Redacted's situation? The cap was the worst. He was on the ground, fetal position and everything. He was just mumbling to himself. It wasn't even fucking English. He was speaking the same language as the fishy. Just shaking on the floor and chanting the same three things over and over. So, how was the entity incapacitated? It wasn't. The diving team went out without me. The fishy we picked up was in there still. No idea how. They just grabbed it and took it out with them. Maybe the extra movement distracted it, or maybe it didn't even care about the sub to begin with. Whatever it was, something made it lose interest in the Thurston for a moment. Fuji just took us up, slammed right into the thing. It slapped at the sub briefly, but the divers did something to distract it. It let us go. Fuji collapsed as soon as we hit the surface. Was there any contact from the dive team after the entity disengaged? Nothing comprehensible. They got hit by the cognito hazard, I guess. Alright, agent. Final question. Could you give a proper threat assessment regarding the entity? What? If the Dash Show entity were to become actively hostile, could we stop it? Would Alert 27 be able to stop it? Devereaux remained silent. You're dismissed, Agent Devereaux. Agent Devereaux exits the interview room. End log. Thank you for listening to SCP-3229, A Blessed Sea by Chiriox. If you enjoyed this SCP, please like and subscribe. And follow link in the description to the SCP Wiki and vote up to support it and the SCP Wiki as a whole.